Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Tower cleared. Hi, this is Emily Carney, along with Eleanor Ann O'Rangers and Tom Hill. I'd like to welcome you to Space 3D, the podcast that discusses a wealth of space topics. On this episode, we will continue our tribute to astronaut Al Warden, whose career is largely defined by his role as command module pilot on Apollo 15. This episode features an interview with Dio O'Hara, famed Apollo astronaut nurse who enjoyed a long friendship with Warden. They met shortly after Warden joined the astronaut corps, in April 1966. Without further comment, here's the interview. So, when did you first get to meet, you know, Al Wharton, and how did your, you know, your friendship kind of develop? Of course, of course. Well, uh, yeah, for my part, uh, Dee, I was a NASA flight nurse at uh, Johnson Space Center. That's how I met Al. You know, I need to tell you, he was a terrific guy, but he was always very warm uh, and friendly. And then when I left JSC to transfer out to Ames Research Center here in Mountain View, Al, bless his heart, uh, volunteered to come into Houston and drive me and my dog uh, out uh, out to California, and I probably would still be looping uh, I-10 if it, if he hadn't have, uh, and have done that. It was quite a trek with me and the dog, whom he always referred to as Ugly Dog. Uh, he wasn't he wasn't the best looking dog in the world, but I always said, well, he had beautiful brown eyes anyway. But Al was very kind, and I think he I think he truly appreciated his friends. It seems like he just, there isn't anything he wouldn't, wouldn't do for them. The only thing on the way out here, he, uh, Al was a, a very um, sought-after uh, guy, if you can imagine. And so on the way out here, we were, I said, where are we going? He said, well, I have to stop by the airport in Phoenix. And I said, what the hell for? I mean, we're not even, you know, it's going to be out of our way. Well, a stewardess that he had been or dating, or who had was dating him, uh, was coming in. So we, so me and the dog got relegated to the back seat uh, while uh, well, we picked up the girlfriend in uh, in Phoenix, I believe it was. And he was so eager in talking to her, he missed a turn, and so we had to loop around. I don't know how many miles we went out of out of our way to get back on. Uh, on the right track to uh, to come to California. And then I stayed with him when we got out here. We arrived, and I had bought a townhouse, and it had, wasn't quite ready yet. And so I stayed with Al uh, for three or four days, and he took me over so I could get checked into Ames Research Center and get a badge and all that stuff. And when I, he says, well, I think I'll go out and just get some takeout. And I said, that's fine. So anyway... He wasn't gone, but then the doorbell rang, and there was some some young lady standing there. And then the, pretty soon she'd leave, and another young lady uh, appeared. And I thought, whoa. So anyway, when he came back, I said, look, fella, you do not leave this apartment without leaving me a scorecard or some sort of a directory here because of all these women that are coming. And I, I figured they were coming to look me over, and they were so relieved when I opened the door and they saw me. So they knew there was no competition there at all. That's funny as hell. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> well, he, he had an, an eye for them, and they certainly they certainly had an eye uh, uh, for for Al. But and he was warm and friendly. Emily, you know that more as much yeah. as I do. He was very warm and friendly guy, and and sharp as a tack, and just uh, he was so. I don't want to say eager, but he had such enthusiasm, I guess, yeah. uh, for for life and for, for everything. And he kind of, it kind of spilled over. If you were in a group or standing around with him, you felt that enthusiasm, and you couldn't help but, but laugh and, and enjoy uh, his company. He was very electric. When you were around him, you could feel it. Like he was very, um, like you said, very enthusiastic and, you know, just a very warm and friendly person. So, yeah, absolutely. And, and Emily, didn't you feel also that that when you were around him, he, you were always felt included in whatever the conversation was or included in whatever was going on? It made you feel welcome and made you feel a part of the group. I always felt that, uh, and I'm sure you did too. Yeah, he made you feel comfortable, like you actually belonged there. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, there were times at events like Face Fest, when I was first going, I felt very nervous because I didn't really know a lot of people and he would just make you feel right included with them and it was it was really cool. <laughs> yeah, and also I think he made you feel like you'd known him for a long time, whether you had or not. Yeah. And um he always made you feel that you'd known each other for, for ages. And and that's it, that takes a warm a very warm personality, I think, to to do that because he was sincere about it. Yes, yeah, he was. There was a lot of sincerity behind, you know, anything he did. Um, as kind of the years went by, you know, how did you see his role in the space community kind of change or anything like that? Well, you know, the the, the stamp scandal thing on with Apollo 15, and uh, unfortunately, uh, Al got blamed for most of it, if not all of it, and that uh, that hurt him deeply. And it was so unfair because he was not the instigator of that, and I think most of us know that. And yep. you know, he was banished, if you will, to uh, Ames Research Center. And again, that was our another connection. But I'll never forget the the Houston Chronicle, which I guess is the leading newspaper there in Houston, came out right after that. And on the front page, I'm pretty sure it was the front page. There was Al's picture with a black border around it. Mm-hmm. Now that that cut deeply. Anyway, I, I found that I found that so distasteful. But you know, as badly as that hurt him. Al kept his head up. He never once verbally, or at least in public, badmouthed anybody. He never verbally got abusive about his his situation. I mean, he sucked it up, and he, he manned up, as they say. I always admire him greatly for, for his broad shoulders, if you will, in handling that. I thought the, the same about him. He was very kind of elegant in how he dealt with that in public, at least, you know, yes. because I don't know if I could have been the same guy. <laughs> I don't think I've done that. I agree. I'm not sure the others would have handled it that way. But Al did, and I mean, it was just, for it to be on the front page with a black border around it, I mean, in the whole, talk about the whole world knowing, and that had to have been a very bitter pill to swallow. But by golly, he swallowed it, and he went on, and he had a successful career out at uh, at Ames. 
and then, of course, retired and, and went on to do uh, uh, fun things, you know, with the Astronaut Scholarship Foundation at the Cape. And, and I think he ran for Congress or something. And uh, anyway, he, he made a really good life for himself. People didn't hand it to him, but he, uh, you know, of course, it didn't hurt that he had uh, astronaut uh, behind his, his uh, name either. But I don't think Al was ever ever handed anything uh, in his life. He kind of worked for everything that he had and that he got. Don't you feel yeah. that way, Al? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I I never felt like he had a lot of because of his background growing up. Um, and, and you know this as well as I do. He you know he came from a farm family Michigan. Uh, he grew up in kind of a rural area, and this wasn't somebody who came from like a rich background. You know, so he really had to work for everything he did, you know, and nobody handed it to him, and I think a lot of people, they think, oh, well, he was an astronaut, I'm like, yeah, but he yeah, really but, had right. to work his butt off, you know, yeah. to, to get to where he tried, because it came from kind of a very modest, you know, background, you know, and uh, reading, well, and he didn't, I, I think, it didn't, uh, you know, he, he did the farm work, too, I mean, he grew up on yeah. a farm, or his parents had a farm, and then I think he grew up, and, and he did uh, all the uh, farming stuff, and then he, you know, went off to college, and, and he really, I think like you just said, he made everything, all that he he attained or got, he made for himself. I mean, he exactly. went after it. He went after it. Yeah, you got that real feeling that, you know, no, he wasn't, you know, especially, he didn't have a lot of privilege, you know, he didn't have right. anything like handed to him because he was the son of so-and-so or something like that. Exactly. That, you know? that, yes, there were, no, there were no famous names in his background, was there? No. Yeah. Not at all. He wasn't real, you know, he, he really had to, you know, work very hard for it. And he, all those accomplishments, he, he really did do on his own because nobody really, you know, nobody could give it to him, you know? That's right. So yeah. he, he earned it all. And he worked very hard for everything that he had. And, uh... You have to admire a guy like that because he never gave up. Because I think if the Houston, to me, the Houston, I want to say shame, whatever, however you want it, whatever it is, that would have done a lot of people in. Because he was, well, you know, he was a part of the JSC and part of the astronaut corps and the whole bit. And then to be publicly shamed like that, and with no apology for Christ's sakes, even when it became known that he wasn't the culprit, he never got any of an apology either. But anyway, Al never rolled off his back. Al just sucked it up and went on with his life and and made uh, himself successful uh, in a in in a civilian uh, format. Exactly. Do you have any uh, favorite you know kind of anecdote you would like to you know if, if you feel comfortable sharing it you know about you know Al you know maybe in his later years with us. Well, I, we just did a lot of, um, in, in later years, I didn't really get a chance to see him all that much, except occasionally when he would come out to either Ames or he would go to uh, this space museum that they have in Novato, uh, the Debbie and Ken uh, 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 Museum. Uh, we would talk on the phone, but I never really... Uh, I didn't get to see him a lot, and then, of course, he lived in Vero Beach, and then he, you know, he moved up to, or he had a home there in Michigan, and then, you know, he got married to a lovely person called Jill, and uh, they lived there in Florida, so I would see him 
when I go for the Astronaut Scholarship Foundation events, I got to see him then, and that was always fun, and it was always great, because whenever it was time to go out to the Cape, he always would come by, and he says, well, let me drive you out, so, and we got lost on a couple of occasions where we were supposed to be going, but, you know, it was, it was no uh, no big deal, and then, of course, he was kept busy, and, and I, uh, we went our separate ways, if you will, when we got out uh, to the Cape, so I don't... Uh, I didn't get to see him except, like, once a year, if you will. And then, you know, at the, at the event, there were so many people after him to talk to him and have their picture taken, so you really couldn't, there was no way to spend quality time, if you will, because there were yeah. so many events planned. And don't you feel that way, too, uh, Emily? And when it was, you couldn't really, you couldn't take up a lot of his personal time because there were so many people, quote, standing in line to... Uh, to talk to him or have a picture taken or whatever, and that's why he was there, so you could, couldn't really monopolize uh, his time. Yeah, I think the last, one of the last times I saw him, uh, he had three different things he was doing at once. <laughs> so it's like, I basically was like, hey, Al, how you doing? Like, it was basically like I did a drive-by, hey, just wanted to say hi, and then just kind of walked away, you know, because he was, he was always, you know, very busy and O'Hara for joining us in today's episode of Space 3D. For Eleanor Ann O'Rangers and Tom Hill, I'm Emily Carney. Thanks for joining us on the Space 3D podcast.